los motivos Me siento cada día más vivo Cambiaste mi vida al instante Todo se siente mejor que antes Contigo me siento más viva Porque tú eres lo que me motiva Cambiaste mi vida al instante Todo se siente mejor And we're back Jump on the um Season 5, week 9 ostensibly a baseball podcast ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for joining us this evening monday march 11th broadcasting live from champaign illinois my name is joel with me tonight as per usual are sam and eli fellas how's it going uh hey joel this is sam i'm broadcasting as usual from brooklyn new york my hot take this week and I apologize for this. Once again, has to do with A-Rod. <laughs> A-Rod and J-Lo got engaged this past week. Uh, mm. and, yeah. And <clears throat> my hot take is, J-Lo, you just made the worst decision of your fucking life. Uh, <laughs> and I hope you realize that at one point. Uh, but you're going to have to live with that. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that. Um, anyway, terrible news for J-Lo. Great news for A-Rod, who doesn't deserve to have any good news in his life at all. Um, but anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? My favorite part about that story is that they posted exactly identical Instagram posts announcing their engagement at exactly the same time. And after a few minutes, A-Rod's post had about 80,000 likes. And JLo's post had about 350,000 likes. Yeah, right. that's understandable. But really, it was, you know, JLo got 430,000 likes because all of the people who are liking A Rod's photo are just JLo fans anyway, probably. Because A Rod has no actual fans of his own. True. <laughs> he's all just those, like, he's an accessory. All those people are like, we're going to like you by association. Right. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Eli coming at you from Boston. Um, my hot take this week is related to a very extraordinary story to come out of the Celtics organization, which is playing off of this whole idea that the NBA is in love with high drama. Uh, <laughs> they took this trip out to the West Coast for a four game road trip and are currently 3-0 and before playing their fourth game against the LA Clippers tonight. Um, but when asked what sort of turned them, um, turned up the, the aggressiveness level for the team, they all are citing the plane trip from Boston to LA as what made the difference. And when asked like why that was the case, they're like, well, we basically played games and shot you know, got dice on the plane and like <laughs> in a good mood. And Kyrie Irving, who's a bit of a drama queen, was like on one of his good days. And uh, so they're all like, yeah, well, you know, Kyrie Irving was in a good mood. So we're playing better. Do you think they just let Kyrie Irving win and that's why he's feeling better? So for like a four hour or five hour flight, it's just like, Ah, uh, damn, Kyrie. Good job. You beat me again. Yeah. $20. <laughs> I, 
Well, I, I was like, yes, I am so good at shooting dice. Well, I totally think that's what it is. I think the NBA is just all a bunch of huge egos. And like, if you're not the point person on one of those one of those teams, it's I hear that one of the games they play is Uno. And, yeah. And uh, high stakes Uno. Yeah, high stakes Uno. And that's like one game that you could definitely purposefully lose. Like shooting dice would be a little more difficult. You have to get weighted dice or something. Oh, yeah. we should find this news article. There was a news article four or five years ago about NBA players exactly doing that, the games that they play. And they're betting hundreds of thousands of dollars on every hand of cards that they play. And it's ridiculously hard if you're a rookie. Right, because you want to be part of the one of the boys, but you don't have that kind of money. Yeah, and they'll just bet you out of it. They're like betting your signing bonus on every bet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's brutal. Well, good for the Celtics. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, like I mentioned, my name is Joel. I am broadcasting from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take tonight, we have a new oldest person in the world. 116-year-old Japanese woman named Kane Tanaka has been officially recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest living person in the world as of 6 a.m. on Saturday. Did someone else die? Somebody else died. Uh, (laughs) Chiyo Miyaki, another Japanese woman, had been the previous oldest woman in the world. She died at age 117. Couple of hot takes. One... Why are we letting the Japanese dominate us at competitive aging? <coughs> like, like we need to, we need, uh, this is a, make a great again. We need to form the dream team of oldest Americans and get them to survive until 120. Are you allowed to take PEDs? You should be allowed to take PEDs. It's diet, Joel. It's diet. Oh, Okay. Like, for instance, I just ate an entire box of spaghetti and an entire can of, of Cincinnati chili. And, you know. Right. And that's been Eli's diet for like a month now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't stand a chance with sushi and like a lot of seafood, you know? <laughs> that's true. Right. Yeah, I just, I, I feel it's a national embarrassment that Japan dominates us so much in competitive aging. Also, what would it be like to be the oldest person in the world slash the second oldest person in the world? Right. Do you think Are that, you just do you sitting think around current, Yeah. Well, or do you think that maybe she took the next step and, like, oh. knocked off her com- competition? <laughs> right. You know, it's probably pretty easy to make that look like an accident. Slip of something, a little something, something in the miso soup, you mean? Right, exactly. Like some Cincinnati chili. <laughs> <laughs> Just send a gift basket full of Cincinnati chili and be like, oh, hey, try this. And then that's it. That's yeah. it for a 117 year old Japanese woman. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. I know. Those old women are tough. Right. Uh, Side note, Tanaka, isn't that the name of the uh, pitcher for the Yankees? Yeah. wonder if there's any relation there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tanaka is, like, Japanese for Jones. Ah. It's pretty regular. 
Yeah, I know a couple of Tanakas. Yeah. And I, I know, like, five Japanese people, and four of them are named Tanaka. Yeah, you're not special, mas- ma- whatever your name is, for the <laughs> Yankees. No, yeah. Masahiru. I, yeah, I don't like that guy. He's over, over, over priced, I'd say. Overrated, like, every Rated single member price. of the New York Yankees? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks so much for everybody who listened to last week's episode. We talked about old man strength. Maybe we were talking about old woman strength this week. We also did a recap of True Detective Season 3. <laughs> so if you want to check that out, highly yeah. entertaining. I, I got a text message from China, from a listener in China, Patty, who was like, I'm skipping this episode, guys. I really want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's the thing, though, is if you don't want to watch Screw Detective Season 3, we just sum up the entire thing in about 35 minutes. So yeah, you, save, you don't have to anymore. Save you 10 hours. Right. Exactly. It was perfect for me. I loved it. We also talked about Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and MLB Paydays. I could, I, I've got some other things I want to add to that conversation, but I think that was a good talk. So if you guys are interested in actual, you know, baseball, check out that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening last week. Brooklyn, New York, Champaign, Illinois, Quincy, Massachusetts, Cincinnati, Ohio, Providence, Rhode Island, Middlebury, Vermont, all our faithful listeners. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia, I see you. A special shout-out to Marysville, Washington, town of about 60,000, about 35 miles north of Seattle, on the Puget Sound. Marysville, Washington, is right next door to the Tulip, it abuts the Tulip Indian Reservation of the Tulip Indians in the Puget Sound area. And I was doing a little research about that. The Tulip Indians had a, a Indian school on that reservation in the end of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century. Uh, let me find this paragraph. The Tulip Indian School began under the supervision of Charles Milton Buchanan, a physician who also served as Indian agent for the reservation. The first year, it had only one dormitory, but by 1907, boys and girls buildings were completed. The school had a capacity enrollment of 200 students. Apparently, Tulip was the powerhouse baseball team in Washington State in the early 20th century. Hmm. They won the pennant in 1912. Is this high school? it, It was... It was Indian school. Um, it said what grades it was. Let me look that up real quick. Well, let me scroll back up to where it says that. It was it was all ages. Uh, children ranged in age from 6 to 18 years and came from many different reservations as well as some off-reservation communities. Because Tulip offered a maximum of 8th grade education, some students trans- transferred to nearby Chemoa for more advanced training. And the very interesting thing I thought about this was these Indian schools, these Native American schools, 
uh, cropped up everywhere in the United States, end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century. And really, their goal was to uh, get Indian culture out of Native Americans, right? To train them out of Native American cultures and make them white, right? To civilize the Indian. They're like missionary schools, kind of? They started as missionary schools, and then the federal government actually took over them in 1896. Gotcha. And, and the idea was to assimilate Native Americans into white culture. Most of these schools were based on military schools, the scheduling. They would play taps. They would play what's it called, reveille. Um, but the thing that I thought was really, really interesting was they would use baseball. There was this huge belief that making these Indians play baseball would make them part of American culture. It says here, uh, the boys played baseball, broad jumping, and ran foot races, played mumbly peg and marbles. I don't know what mumbly peg is. Sounds Spin- awesome. Yeah, it does sound awesome. Spin the top and a lot of other things for entertainment. It is my favorite part. We played baseball, football, and a game we called shinny. They get two sticks and tie them together. Then you get a stick that was curved, and you'd hit this and throw it. To score, you had to hit a little pole. Okay. <clears throat> so that it's like sense? polo, like, but with bent sticks? Say it again. It's like... <clears throat> Polo with bent sticks or something? I was imagining cricket, except you're throwing like a boomerang. I was thinking it's like devil sticks. Competitive devil sticks is what it sounds like. <laughs> what is devil sticks? Yeah, it's the thing that the hippies do where they have the two sticks and they uh, like knock uh, them back and forth, you know? Yeah. That sounds like a fun game. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm Wait, really fascinated. This is like a grade school, right? Yeah. Maximum eighth grade education. Yeah. But they have 18-year-olds there, so like no wonder they're better than everybody else at baseball. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that? You go to a baseball game for your middle school, and the other team's all 18-year-olds. Right. They have like beards and shit. It's pretty much what the Little League World Series is today. <laughs> It's like always that one team who's definitely got, like, you know, the 22-year-old on their team that just kind of looks like a little kid but doesn't look like a little kid at all. Right. Uh, They're, they're like, got gray hair at their temples. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to read this quote because I just saw it and I think it's funny. We went from the tallest to the littlest all the way down in companies. We had A, B, C, D companies. E Company was the lazy company, those that just couldn't get up and make it. They had all kinds of demerits for those people. They thought they'd shame them a little bit if they made an extra company and called it Lazy Company. Can you imagine that? Going to, like, a military boarding school and you're on Lazy Company? Yeah, that'd probably be sick. Yeah. As long as they get to eat all the Cincinnati chili, I'll be on whatever company you're at. Right. That, that's like stripes. Like, that's the start of a bad. It's pretty good. 
That movie. Yeah, that movie's all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Marysville, Washington, and the Tulip Indian Reservation. If you guys have any more information about this, hit me up because I'm really I'm reading my book about the Carlisle Indian School. Really interested in in uh, Native American and and sports. Cool. All right. So what do we want to talk about today, guys? Headlines. Headlines. <laughs> oh, uh, let's do the NFL one next. Okay. Uh, Antonio Brown? Yeah. Yeah, Antonio Brown was traded, right, to the Oakland Raiders? Uh, yep. And the Steelers just were kind of trying to drop a like a bad penny, basically. They just tossed him over. Yeah, but they ended up getting a third and fifth round draft picks, which is doesn't sound great for like a player that is arguably the best at his position in the NFL. Yeah. But he's also not, I mean, you know, he's not someone that they wanted on the team because he he was quote unquote toxic in the locker room didn't get along with the coach his quarterback or other players on the team right so and they and they like stupidly signaled they were either going to get rid of him trade him or drop him that they weren't going to try and hold on to him which is just a really dumb negotiating tactic so i was kind of surprised that they got what they got for him but he got right he got paid a lot of money well, he's really good, though. That's the yeah. thing about about him is that he's a kind of prolific football player and has the kind of head case mentality that seems to go along with that, you know, that sort of skill set. Yeah. He's, of course, he's now going to play for Gruden, the most overpaid human yeah. being in the whole world who could only win, what, one game last year? Boo! Um, Antonio huh? Brown... Antonio Brown is going to make nineteen more, uh, nineteen point eight million dollars next year with the Raiders. That Damn. makes him the third highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. Number two is Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald at twenty-two point five million dollars, and number one is Bears Khalil Mack at twenty-three point five million dollars. And former the, Raider, right? Former yes, Raider. Former Raider. Because they felt like they didn't have the money to pay him. <laughs> right, exactly. What's crazy about the Antonio Brown deal is that he's getting at least $30 million, I think, in guaranteed money, which is quite a bit for a football player because, yeah. well, they get hurt a lot. Um, and we could talk about that part of deal making in the NFL all day, though, because talk about people who don't have a lot of cushion for a sport that is so aggressive. <laughs> well, I want to add this. This is from Albert Brio on Twitter. He says, hold out, hold out, trade demand. Same as it ever was. If NFL players want to get paid, they have to be willing to get money. And I, I think he's right about that. Like, basically, NFL, if you're not a quarterback, to get the highest payment, you have to say, I am not going to pay. I'm not going to play. Right. You yeah. have to be willing to not play. Brand. 
Well, but didn't Le'Veon Bell do that, and then he just didn't play last year? Yeah. yeah. He, like, missed an, an entire season of getting paid. Right. But he didn't get hurt. Right. He and, he's hurt. and he didn't get paid. And he's, no. like, one year older, which is, like, not good for running. Like, the running back value graph is, like, st- steep decline each year, I feel like. Except he didn't play. So right. he didn't get hit. Right. I mean, there's one thing to have a whole year with you playing 16 NFL games. Something very different when you're at home drinking whiskey, listening to Dump on the Ump all year. Right. Which yeah. we assume is what he did. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Thanks for listening, bud. <clears throat> Wait, so does he have a job right now? That's a year off well spent now that you mention it. Right. <laughs> I don't think he does. No, he hasn't been signed yet. Um, but free agency just started yesterday, so you know who knows. I, I actually don't know the details of his where he is right now at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, who are some of the other bigger names in the NFL who who are free agents right now? I have no idea. A couple of Patriots defensive players, including Trey Flowers, who um, is supposedly going to Oakland Raiders. Or, I mean, Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Everyone's going to Oakland. Uh, <laughs> going to the Lions for $17 million, which is a lot for a yeah. defensive player. Um, and then Trent Brown, who's a D lineman, is going to... You know what? I think he might actually be going to Oakland. Oh, man. I'm going to recheck this. Cause... Yeah, check that. He's <laughs> building a super team. Yeah. Well, it's not so much a super team as it is they're just going to sign all of the players in the NFL, and nobody else is going to have anyone on their team. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, you know Looking this up, I got to give a shout out to my man Robert Kraft. That plot thickens, and I'm doing True Detective season four about the Bob Kraft scandal. You guys, turns out that uh, the former madam of one of these Chinese massage parlors that Kraft uh, allegedly visited—no, she's like uh, the CEO. CEO, okay, yeah. Of, like, a chain of rub-and-tug shops across Across southern Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she's a Chinese uh, uh, citizen with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And there's footage of her at the Super Bowl with Donald Trump. Right. There's, like, she has a lot of selfies of her with Trump. Yeah. She, like, hangs out at Mar-a-Lago all the time, takes a bunch of selfies with Trump, probably is, like, bringing prostitutes yeah. and, you know, sell- selling state secrets to the Chinese. That would be my exactly. guess. Yeah. We're fucked. Uh, but, I j- yeah, the, the, uh, the hole goes deep. The other angle of this conspiracy theory is that Jupiter, Florida is where the St. Louis Cardinals play their spring uh, training games. Right. So I'm wondering what angle that has. You know, is uh, Yadio Molina in on this? Does he know the truth about what's going on? 
What's that other guy's <clears throat> name? Matt Carpenter? Yeah. Well, you know what it is. It's like the the Cardinals are always like, Tony LaRusso, why do you still come to spring training with us? And like, <laughs> now we know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they have like, you know, elder, elder specialist prostitutes in Jupiter, <laughs> Florida. You're right. <laughs> they also have their degrees in like elderly care. Right. Yeah, exactly. They like equally, equally proficient at getting an old man off and resuscitating them. Right. God, I bet that's a big part of the job. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Trent Brown is going, in fact, to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I think Thanks, it's ladies and gentlemen, for my gross aside. <laughs> no. <laughs> I finally got it. Uh, he's going signed four years, sixty-six million dollar contract with the Oakland Raiders, which is the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL history. Which means wow. that they're paying out the nose for both those guys. Yeah. Yeah. But they couldn't afford Khalil Mack. Right. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And yeah. then Trey Flowers went to um, the to the Detroit. line. Yeah. And Michael Bennett, who, of course, is a Super Bowl winning defensive lineman for the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles, signed with the Patriots. So they lost two of their key defensive players, but picked up Bennett, who, of course, is this really amazing. You can always spot him because he's decided that he he's not going to wear shoulder pads. It's totally huh. weird. What? Yeah. Just look up a photo of him, or if you watch an Eagles game, you'll you'll see him right away. His his shoulders are just hanging out of his jersey, and it makes him look like he's really narrow at the top. And I guess this is something that um, what's his name? Michael Bennett. He's Martellus yeah. Bennett's brother. I don't know. If and Michael remember. Bennett's one of Kaepernick's buddies too, isn't he? I think so. He's really outspoken about yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, and he's of course. Brothers to Martellus Bennett, who was a superstar tight end, um, oh. who won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. He just wears really small shoulder pads. Yeah, and it, but it looks so weird. And I guess the theory is that there's less for the offensive linemen to grab onto. The corollary of that theory being that Michael Bennett believes that he is being held on literally every play. Which they right. are. They yeah. Really Which, are. <laughs> let's be honest, every single defensive player feels that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Miggy Cabrera. Eli, what's up with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Cabrera today um, successfully conducted the hidden ball trick, which is one of the best plays, in my opinion, in, in baseball, um, because it, it's something that can be executed from the age of six until the age of, like, 40, <laughs> what Miguel Cabrera is. Um, and essentially, he was playing first base. There was a throw over to first he went to tag um and the guy was safe and he got up and pretended to throw it back to the pitcher so the runner who wasn't looking just stood up without touching the got tagged out makes you look like a such an asshole and the reaction <laughs> is so good uh so shout out to miggy on that one yeah, yeah. 
it's very difficult to pull that trick off because the first base coach is usually all over that. Yeah. It more often ha- happens at second base. Right. Because all the time little league which is hilarious that's why little league is kind of the best yeah because shit like that happens right or that kids forget where they're going when they're running from second to third and then just sit down or the center fielder comes in to cover second base that's a classic (laughs) yeah i also really like t-ball because those kids like everyone just runs after the ball and it's like it looks like a flock of birds you know and they're like kind of all moving in like they're it looks choreographed almost but they're just all (laughs) chasing after the ball like every single one of them (laughs) miguel cabrera he's one of the highest paid players in baseball right now he's gonna make 20 million dollars yeah yeah he signed a big contract yeah he's been good for a lot of years yeah no, I'm a I'm a big Miggy Cabrera fan, definitely. He's been hurt recently, though. Right. Well, and it's mostly like, correct me if I'm wrong, that the Tigers are paying him for past service at this point. I think so. They like they gave him a gigantic deal. I remember. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks so much for joining us this evening. We will talk more about these headlines at a later date and time, so stay tuned. The plot thickens. That's all I'm saying. The plot is going to get thick like the molasses that used to flood the streets of Boston. That's what we're talking about. That's thick. That's That's thick. thick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shit is thick. Shit is thick. And smells good. Yeah. (laughs) And sticky when it gets on your fingers. And kills people. And kills people. Right. We and will has, and has ties to the president. <laughs> Check us out next time. We're gonna do an analysis, a deep dive of the National League baseball. By my watch, we're less than two weeks until uh first pitch. Is that true? I don't uh, know. Does your watch have a calendar on it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's not even a smart watch. It's just a watch that I've attached to calendar to. <laughs> you just have a big paper calendar hanging off your wrist at all times. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. awkward. It's yeah. really awkward. Back from is a real pain. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about the NL later this week. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. Check us out. Check us out on all your social media platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Find us on Facebook. Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Dump on the Ump. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please give us a rating, a review, and subscribe to us. You can also find us find us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Umpenhemp. Umpenhemp, everyone. Umpenhemp, everyone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening. Contigo,
que cada noche me alumbra, también ese rostro a que mis ojos se acostumbran.